John Deere announces the new lineup of high horsepower four track tractors including an 803 horsepower option. There's three new models introduced, the 9RX 710, the 9RX 770, and the 9RX 830. It's autonomy ready. The new John Deere 18 engine eliminates the need for diesel exhaust fluid and offers an optional 168 gallon per minute triple pump hydraulic system. Command View 4 Plus Cab receives updates for increased operator comfort and visibility. Advanced technology package includes G5 Plus command center, display, and integrated Starfire 7500 receiver. The high horsepower 9RX models available for order in mid-March. For more information, go to johndeere.com or contact your local John Deere dealer. Ladies and gentlemen, farmers, ranchers, and distinguished guests, thank you for listening to the Farm for Profit podcast, where we discuss the latest ideas, methods, trends, and techniques available to help your farm achieve higher levels of farm profitability. The Farm for Profit podcast is co-hosted by Tanner Winterhoff, the Iowa Bankerman, and David Whitaker, the Iowa Land Guy, where in tandem they will share their ideas and advice from industry experts. Thank you again for listening to the Farm for Profit podcast. Remember, if you aren't farming for profit, you won't be farming for long. And now, here's Tanner and David. Welcome back, listener, to the Farm for Profit podcast. This is Tanner Winterhoff. And this is David Whitaker. Got another week here of informal conversations between Dave and I, and we noticed a little bit of a social media trend that's resurfaced here via... COVID-19, people being at home, who's essential and who is not essential, and of course, right in the middle of planting season. So what do you think we're going to talk about, Dave? Well, I tell you, uh, essential employees versus not. I've heard arguments, are livestock auctions essential, are doctors essential, firefighters essential, you know, who's there? So uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, what's going across social media with memes and, and, and a lot of thank yous that are out there. Um, there's two sides to this story, Tanner. There's, uh, let's thank a farmer. Well, there's the potential to thank a farmer for what they did. And then there's farmers saying, you should thank us. Yeah, it's quite interesting that, that farmers in general, that this has gone on for quite a while. The, the hashtag thank a farmer, I believe there's some national ag recognition days or there's a national farmer day or whichever it is. But, you know, the, the whole scheme, the advertising, the marketing behind this started because, we're getting such a wider divide between you eating food and your understanding of where your food came from. And we're lucky to be here in the Midwest, heart of Iowa, to where we get it, we understand it. But I also know that's not quite the case for everybody in the United States. Well, it goes right to a meme I, I saw the other day. And what it said was, why do farmers think they're so essential? We can just go to the grocery store and buy it. <laughs> you talked about a divide here. There's a huge divide because people don't understand where their crops come from, or, or their food, rather, and, and what crops do or what livestock producers do, etc. I know. And then, then the sad part is that the divide goes even further directly into farmers and ag themselves. And in whether or not there should be a hashtag thank a farmer or we should be asking for thanks or or when when a person is is are they truly a farmer or are they just a drive their pickup around and tell people what to do so it it's sad to see that in agriculture itself that there's such a a divide between do i deserve it do i not should i ask for it should i not but i think if you remember the heart of that hashtag from the beginning was to try and educate the nation that there aren't as many farmers as we used to have. 
So the, the power of our voice as farmers is, is getting less and less as far as politically goes and educationally goes to where it's not bad to get a bunch of likes, a bunch of shares, and a bunch of conversation going online if it's going to benefit the ag community. And so, Tanner, I, I hope I don't offend anybody here when I say this, but the posts that I've seen, so we're just having a discussion here. So the posts that I've seen that are out there that are, hey, you should thank us, thank a farmer, are are a lot of the younger generation. Okay. So I'm going to say millennial farmers. Um, that's what I'm seeing. The guys that are the, you know, 3000 acre row crop guys, they're not the guys that are saying this. It's normally the 20 year old with the jacked up truck with the, with the rock and the mullet, uh, Joe exotic style with, uh, you know, uh, dual, dual straight pipes coming out the back or, or big old, you know, diesel pipes coming up with a cloud of smoke, not necessarily your, um, you know, full-time farmer is the people that I notice making those comments on behalf like, geez, ladies and gentlemen, you should thank a farmer versus uh, there are legit arguments for thanking a farmer. And that is, uh, yeah, there is uh, a lot of food supply out there and it is under scrutiny right now, big time, Uh, all the way to sunny Purdue uh, up at the the, um, National House there. I tell you, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's right or wrong. You know, I think we just need to be cognizant of what we post out there. But uh, for, yeah, for I've both seen, people. I've seen it in that, correct, that group of people that are posting. The other group that I see out there are the advocates, the ones that, that are typically posting and trying to educate the world. And they have maybe more followers that are non-ag related or non-agricultural involved. And they're just trying to get that information out there too. So I could see the positive of both sides of this, but... The other thing that I kind of thought to separate it is we've also seen this now happening with the transportation industry. You know, thank your truck driver. You know, sure, thank a farmer for raising it, and then thank the trucker for getting it to your plate. Well, what about the cooks? What about the nurses? What about the bankers? What about, you know, that's pat myself on the shoulder here. Oh, yeah. But just there's a lot of people out here that are doing things during this time of crisis that probably deserve a thank you too. So that's also where I see the other side of the argument where, we don't need to put that on our shoulders because there are real heroes. You know, Dave, you're a firefighter, and that's a real hero-type position. It might not be every day, but when somebody needs you, it's important to have you. And the same thing goes with the high V commercial that I'm sure everybody locally has seen. That that was a fantastic piece of almost art, but it was kind of saying the same thing, that even the person that stocks the shelves has been essential and, and more of a hero to us. And yet all the comments I saw on there were, well, the nurses and the doctors, of course they're essential, but the people stocking my shelf, don't give them credit. They're not heroes. So hero is a loose term. You know, even firefighting-wise, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that go there, were ready to respond, uh, ready to go at any time. Great, but, you know, a lot of time is downtime. There's definitely doctors and nurses right now that are doing a whole lot more then, uh, um, you know, as first responders, we're still on the front line, if you will. But, um, you know, so are all the people at the grocery store. And I'm going to say they're even more exposed to it because think of the amount of people that come into Walmart or Hy-Vee or Kroger or wherever right now. Right. There, there is a ton of people that are coming in because they don't all have to call a firefighter. They don't all have to go to the hospital, but they all need to eat. So I, I bet you they're almost exposed to it even more. So, um, you know, it's all relative of who we thank and who we who we call a hero. And but yeah. I, that's the other side of the thank you thing is we we did a, kind of an episode around how you can get more out of an employee. And you know, sure, money is one thing to motivate, and more responsibility is another way to motivate. But but when there isn't more money, low commodity prices, and and there isn't 
isn't ways to expand because we can't get animals to the packing plant. We can't, we're, you know, we can't get things all the way to the finish line right now. One of the ways to help a person stay motivated is to just say thank you. So it's not bad to ask for a thank you or to receive a thank you and just be gracious with it because that can get those positive endorphins going and, and really boost that mental stability of, you know, of, of, of being in a really tough position right now in a time to where there's a lot of people making hard choices. Yep. I, I think either way, uh, I, I, of course, my position on it is I love that commercial, the Hy-Vee commercial. Uh, I do thank our food stalkers because they have a heck of a job, something I did in high school, and, and it was a, a thankless job. Well, the commercial that we had another talk about commercials, another one, not to interrupt you, is you know the God Made a Farmer one that aired during the Super Bowl a couple oh, years back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think of how positive that went over, and that was kind of the same thing, is, is it was showing patronage by Dodge two farmers for their hard work and and how much they were thanking them for their time and, and that went over well so why can't hashtag thank a farmer be received the same way i think it can uh you know i mean heck we're getting what budweiser the other day just said something that uh during the nfl draft the virtual draft everybody that booed uh was gonna get uh, uh you know a credit or free beer or something there you know so everybody's trying to find their spot in the uh the market right now is where they're at. Um, so, you know, not to be critical of anybody. No, and it's going to be under the spotlight because farmers are cool. I mean, you think about it, how many people stay up at night watching bankers on YouTube do their banking job? Well, nobody. How many people stay up and watch auctioneers do their... Well, I guess there's probably more people watching auctioneer stuff, especially when you get thrown into a rap like you did. I tell you, Antiques Roadshow all the way. <laughs> there, there's but, a lot... But that's just one of those things to where there are people out there that watch farmers for hours, even farmers watching farmers for hours on social media, on YouTube, on everything put together. I mean, that actually, Dave, that's something we've never had you do on a podcast episode before is run your mouth. We've, right. ne- we've never had you do a chant. Maybe when we close this out, we'll have you close this out doing a little bit of a chant. I probably talk fast most of the time, but <laughs> I tell you, one of the things that I posted uh, for our Iowa Auctioneer Association this morning might be relevant here, and uh, I found it online. I don't know the source, um, but it came through the National Auctioneers Association. It said, don't pretend everything is normal. Address issues head on, and I think that's what some of our people are doing, and they're saying, hey, head on, thank a farmer. Um, they're, you know, keep marketing. Don't keep the marketing the same as before because times have changed. Um, you know, build your local community up is what it said. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the reason I reposted this, cause I think it's, it's good. And that's what guys are doing. So our local community are those farmers. They are right. those ag professionals that are out there. And, uh, I know there's a lot of stuff going out there right now, Tanner, with the uh, um, uh, the, the meat packers, country of origin labeling, and what they're doing there. Technically, right now, you can take uh, a beef from somewhere else in the world bring it here. The Packers can buy it. They can stamp a made in the USA certificate on it and sell it for a bigger margin. Well, you know, we're under strict rules here in the States. We cannot produce beef as, as, as economically as they can because we're under scrutiny of U.S. law, but yet they can still put a U.S. label on it. So there's a little point of contention with a lot of, right. a lot of, a lot right. of livestock producers right now on that. Um, but I think the, the overwhelming thing that we need to go with here is give hope. Uh, people will always remember how you made them feel. Good point. That's a good point. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with taking advantage of a situation to where you have more attention now than we ever had. I mean, I've, I've seen the, the results of 
of the amount of booze that's sold. How much more of that is being sold right now? 41% you know, up on sales. And the, oh, man, yeah. the screen time that people are having on their phones. I mean, yes, I don't think it's bad to take advantage of this. Just because we're in agriculture and some of us have opposing views doesn't make the advertisement bad either. I mean, I'd love to have a thank a banker. I think the best thing that's happened for bankers has been Dave Ramsey. And I don't agree with half the stuff he talks about, but he's brought awareness to personal finance, putting a budget together. I mean, there's so much of this country that doesn't understand even how to get their house loan, let alone how do you budget to make sure that that loan gets repaid and then budget to where you can save and have enough money in retirement. So even though I don't like everything that Dave Ramsey does, like some of these farmers are thinking about others, I still find extreme value in the fact that he's shedding light on paying attention to what's going on. Well, we even saw, I think I sent you something the other day on payment protection plan for the trillions of dollars the U.S. government is going to give out. There's bankers monopolizing on that and doing right. ads for it. <laughs> uh, I'll get in my little plug here, hashtag online auctions. I mean, yeah. I, I, we could market that our online auction software will smoke anybody else's as well. So I, I guess everybody's just finding their spot and what's going on. Um, but there was, there was hashtag, now let's go pre-COVID here. Pre-COVID, there was there was hashtag thank farm before that, and that's the advocates, you know, right. the guys that are trying to tell you, hey, you need to realize New York City or or California that this is where your stuff come from. So, uh, you know, that where it's made, how it's made, what you know, where does milk come from? People don't know. So there's a real positive aspect to that too. There was a a banker that I had seen, and I wish I'd remember what state it was in. Had young kids that would make thank you cards out of you know paper and crayons and then when he was going out and about in the countryside he'd leave those underneath windshield wipers and then the whole point was not to get more business but just to leave that piece of positivity to where if you had a rough day and something didn't work right on the planter or you ended up with a flat tire whatever it was too you're going back to your pickup all pissed off to go get some parts or or to get more fuel or whatever it is and underneath your wiper is some kids drawing it just says thank you i mean if i can say anything out of this conversation dave would be just Try to stay positive. We've got neighbors out there that are euthanizing market-ready livestock because we can't take them to packing plants. We've got people planting crops that don't know if we're ever going to be able to sell them for a profit, and you don't know their financial situation to where it might be their last crop ever. You, we've got people out there that are planting the first crop without their dads and moms. I mean, sometimes maybe a little bit of gratitude can go a long ways, and if we just stop worrying about our neighbor and try to stay positive, maybe that's the best message I can get out of this conversation. The other thing I think we need to realize is, uh, like him or not, President Trump is good at one thing, and that's rolling off all the negativity and rolling off, uh, you know, I mean, he gets, people People slotted. call him everything. Literally gets slaughtered, Every yeah. day, I, you know, we might like the guy, he might not, whatever. You got to just weed through all the BS and know that your decision's right. So now let's take that to our local farmers, Tanner. Uh, I've seen a ton of posts out there that like, I can't believe these guys get it. You know, the state's closed down right now. And the governor says you're not supposed to be out. Well, let me tell you what the farmers need to be out because this is their go time and there's no other time than go time. And so, yes, they need to have John Deere uh, open and case open. And yes, they need to go for parts runs. And yes, they're going to be driving around and they're going to be moving, possibly spreading. COVID out there, but I don't really think they're going to, if you're sick, you normally stay home and they're, they're right. going to do that. Now they might not know yet that they are or whatnot, but, um, just like the president, how he rolls it off. Don't get 
don't get uh, butthurt about it. Yeah. If, if somebody's like, well, you farmers should be this, and I can't believe you're this, and I'm on this side of the aisle, and you're on this side of the aisle, just just go with it. Don't don't sweat the small stuff, and don't let other people's, because if they know where your goat's tied up, they're going to they're gonna find it, and they're going to kick it. Right. We already are divided politically. We don't need to also be divided within our own industry to, to not be a united front and get things done that need to be done. We've got a lot of issues to address. So I would just, if you see that hashtag out there, or you see someone out there with a, a campaign around a campaign around thanking a farmer, just say thank you and move on. That's the best thing that I can have for you. What else you got, Dave? Haney? Nothing else. Just uh, I'd like to thank farmers for uh, doing a good job, but uh, just uh, uh, stay salty out there. Make sure you're uh, planting yeah. a good crop, and we're good to go. I don't think I have anything more on the hashtag farmer side. Our biggest thanks is for you tuning in and listening to this. And then the only thing we can ask for more is if you liked it enough, share it with your friends, your neighbors, and other farmers. And maybe it'll be a, a little piece that you can send to that one guy that's ticking you off to maybe get him to lighten up a little bit about hashtag thank a farmer. Oh, wait, Tanner, I forgot. Our had to go there to murder to make it a hundred dollar colder fifty seventy five here in the grand and two dollar better better than two dollar better than colder fifty seventy five here in three hundred dollar and three hundred and three hundred and three so two hundred and seventy five dollars. Thanks, Dave. Well, listener, thanks again, and until next time, we'll hope you tune in. Remember, if you aren't farming for profit, you won't be farming for long.